This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Are you looking to save 50, 60, even 70% on your phone bill? Well, here's a tip. Broadvoice.com. Hi, it's Brad Staggs of Blaze TV here. Broadvoice offers high-quality phone service for only $8.95 a month. You may ask, how can I save so much money? What's the catch? Well, the secret is the technology. Broadvoice uses VoIP technology that takes analog audio signals from your phone, turns them into digital data, and then transfers them over the Internet. This means crystal clear sound and cheaper phone bills. Broadvoice has been ranked in the Deloitte Technology Fast 500 and Inc. 500 as one of the fastest growing private companies in America. Get Broadvoice right now for only $8.95 a month. Keep your existing phone number for free and Broadvoice will send you their easy plug-in adapter free. All this and you get unlimited local calling for just $8.95 a month. Plus, for a limited time, Broadvoice will even give you your first month free. Do what we did here at Blaze Radio. Make the switch today at Broadvoice.com or call It's uh, Pat and Fat today because uh, Stu had to sneak out after radio and uh, tend to some things. So uh, uh, Jeffy's here with us uh, on the Pat and Stu show. Triple eight seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Day after uh, day after tax day, and uh, I'm feeling I'm still I'm still trying to recover from how the happiness. Oh my gosh, the happiness, the joy, the the warmth, you know that you, that you get from. <clears throat> giving to two and a half million dollar turtle tunnels. Hopefully, I'm look. I'm hoping that um, sometimes, after such joy on tax day, mm-hmm. they contact you again. Oh yeah, and they nice. say, hey, "Hey, we need a little bit more. How you doing? Need a little bit more. We have a few questions. Mm-hmm. I am in love with that part. It's of great. It. I always like doing that. Oh, I always like because you, you, you can never part. give enough. You can never give enough. That's <laughs> the beauty of it. I know they feel that way. Oh, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> And even the Republicans and their and their uh, stupid ass tax plan. Uh, I you know at least the Rubio tax plan. I I want to see what Rand Paul comes up with, because I would think Rand Paul's would be innovative. I would think I hope so. Rand Paul's would be more groundbreaking. I mean I hope because the one that Rubio and Mike Lee have come up with, in my opinion, sucks. Sucks. Really badly. Huh. Yeah. Uh, it, they claim oh, it's a tax cut for eighty percent. The right. vast majority of people. It's a tax increase for people We've making uh, seventy six thousand to six hundred and twenty thousand. How many times have we revamped it to look? It's a, look, we know it's not perfect. Yeah, oh, I, I'm so sick of that. They they use the the ideology and the methodology and the wor- verbiage of the left. That's sure the verb. Oh, it's not perfect, but we're gonna. But it's better than what we have. We've got to do something. Got to do something. Oh, we have to. We have to do something. Working families will get a ta- a lot of working families going to get a tax break here. <laughs> okay, so if you make five hundred thousand dollars a year, you don't work. No, you don't have families. No, your family does not okay. count. All right, your good. family does okay. not hmm. count. That's fascinating. 
So it's weird because multimillionaires and billionaires get a tax cut. The poor get a tax cut. The middle class up to seventy-five thousand. But if you make from seventy-six thousand to six hundred and twenty thousand, you get a massive tax increase. So and I, what makes? I mean, really, between seventy-six and what six forty? Yeah, um, that's the engine of the country. Sure is. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Small businesses. Falling yeah. Down. A lot of small businesses. So anyway, Glenn talked to, uh, uh, we all talked to Mike Lee about this uh, yesterday on radio. Uh, and so here's... Uh, here's you can figure it out. Yeah, you judge for yourself. So yesterday we read the Rubio tax plan and we think it's but ugly. Uh, however, the Easter egg, as we called it yesterday, was that the co-sponsor was Mike Lee. And so that got us scratching our heads because we know Mike Lee. And the, it's it's maybe the brilliance of this is it only looks but ugly. And that's the genius because all of the Democrats will say, this is but ugly if you're a conservative. Because Mike Lee is, we're missing something. He's smarter than we are. We're missing something. Please tell me that's the case, Mike Lee. That is absolutely the case. That is exactly what's going on. And by the way, Glenn, thank you so much for having me on your show and bringing this to people's attention. It's hard to get people's attention when you're introducing a, a tax plan. And uh, oh no, no, it, not, not on, not on, not on uh, America's Charity Day <laughs> when we all feel exactly. so very charitable for all the money we gave to the charity called the government. Right, right. So, so what, are we, what are we missing that makes this ugly Charity, duckling tends not pretty? To take people uh, uh, money from people at the point of a gun. Yes, uh, so <laughs> that, uh, that differentiates it. Look, our current tax code is bad. Okay, it, it consists of tens of thousands of pages together with its implementing regulations. Most importantly, our current tax code discourages the following things: work, savings, investment, new business formation, marriage, and, and, and even having children. Uh, that's bad. And so what we're trying to do is offset that. Now, I agree completely with what you were saying a minute ago. It would be great if we had a single-rate system. What was true for Malachi ought to be true for government. There ought to be one rate. Uh, the problem is that you can't really get there from here. You can't really go from a seven-rate system to a one-rate system without raising taxes on a whole lot of poor and middle-class folks. So what we want to do is simplify the code and do it in a way that is pro-growth, that's pro-family, and that offsets these penalties against the very things that our government is discouraging right now and ought not be discouraging any longer. How'd the Russians do it? I don't know. I'm not really a, an expert in Soviet tax well, policy. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe you should ask that. somebody in the Obama administration. <laughs> they know all about the Soviets. But seriously, Mike, this is a tax increase for people who make... We, we were figuring about 116,000 to 600 some thousand. It's an increase for them, right? No, most of the time that's not true. That's a distortion uh, brought about uh, through the media. Uh, well, we were look, the media that were distorting that because, <laughs> because we, we were, were looking, looking at, at the actual numbers, thinking this looks like a tax increase yeah, on the surface. Okay. If you're doing back of the envelope, I know there's more deductions through there, but so how do you get rid of that? Because it seems like the, those the people in that group would be paying a little bit more by the basic the basic numbers. Um, the overwhelming majority of them would not. In fact, 80 percent of all Americans would pay under a simple rate. You could call it a flat rate of 15 percent under this plan. All income earned below $75,000 by single filers 
would be taxed at 15% under this plan, subject to two deductions, one for mortgage interest and another for charitable contributions. Then all income below $150,000 for people filing jointly who were married would be taxed uh, 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 at, at 15% also. Now, we think this is a huge improvement over the status quo because we don't think your taxes should go up uh, significantly just because you get married. And right now, that is that is true. Today, some of the that income below seventy-five thousand dollars for singles and below one hundred and fifty thousand for joint filers is taxed at twenty-five percent, not under a fifteen percent rate as it would be under our plan. Importantly, and I think it has been misrepresented in the press on this point, is that your tax bill wouldn't jump to 35% on all of your earnings once you make $151,000. Instead, you would pay 15% on $150,000 and 35% of the marginal $1,000 over that level. Can I ask a question? Can I ask a question? Sure. Because you're, sure. you're saying that we're, we're worried about, you know, you're going to raise the taxes on a lot of people you know, paying, uh, you know, at the lower end. So you've got a 15% flat tax there, right? Yes. Do two rates. Yes. So why don't we do 115 and one, call me crazy, 25 over 150? You know, that, that, that would be one approach. But as we have run the numbers on this, uh, we think this is the best way of making it work in a way that doesn't add unduly to our deficit. We're, this is a work in progress. Rome was, wasn't built in a day, and we're open to all kinds of suggestions. Uh, we're open to considering something like that. We weren't able to make the numbers work the first round when we put this together. Um, but this is still a big tax cut. This is still a trillion-dollar tax cut, and, and uh, uh, that's, that's putting it conservatively. Some would say that it's more like a $4 trillion tax cut. This is a very, very aggressive tax cut. Uh, this is a Reagan-esque type of a tax cut. And so, look, you can say a lot of things about this, but you cannot call it a tax hike uh, under any interpretation of it. Any form of mathematics cannot call this a tax uh, You're so good. You're so good with the law. You're so good with the law. How good were you at math? <laughs> I just, I just, well, I mean, well, look, there's lots of assurance here because, because I, I trust you, Mike, and I like you and you are, you are really, truly one of the good guys, but we're looking at this and we just don't see this the same way. And we're trying to figure this out. So I'm sure you've accounted for this, Mike, but like, for example, just looking at it from the surface right now, there's a 35% bracket, which, which kicks in at $411,000 before you have to start paying that. Now, you, your plan, it, that same rate kicks in at $75,000. And that is a, that's a significant change. And I understand that the, the rate below $75,000 for some people will be lower. Uh, but that's a, I mean, that's a big change. You're getting hit with that high rate at seventy five grand. Well, again, that, that, that first seventy-five grand or first $150,000, if you're married and filing jointly, is, is uh, never taxed at 35%. It's taxed at 15% right. and lower than that. So at 76000 if I'm single, I'm now paying 35%. On that $1,000. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've got lots of charts and things like that that I could show you if, uh, if we were there, but the overwhelming uh, majority of people would not see any tax increase on this. And for most Americans, this would be a very significant tax cut. And as important as anything else, this is a tax code simplification. We have to remember that complexity is a subsidy. It's a subsidy for uh, lawyers and for accountants, for lobbyists, and for people who make their business 
the, 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 the process of contacting and influencing government. And so, um, look, there, there, there are no easy fixes here, uh, but part of the beauty of this plan is that it uh, would dramatically simplify the tax code. It is pro-family. It is pro-growth. And uh, uh, this is a tax cut plan that Reagan would be proud of. Tell me, tell uh, me, about, the, tell me about businesses. Okay, on the business side, we lower the rate quite significantly down to 20%. We move to a single-layer taxation system, and it's at 25%. It's a business tax rate of 25%. We get rid of the double taxation that's in our existing code uh, on the business side by eliminating taxes on capital gains and on dividends. And uh, so we think this is incentivizing all the right things, incentivizing investment, incentivizing business formation. And uh, overall, it's, it's diminishing the disincentives, the penalties that the government is currently putting in place on getting married and having children. We don't think the government should be involved in those decisions. It, it, it shouldn't, and it currently is. And it's punishing uh, the very people uh, who, who are building our society by getting married and having children. We shouldn't be doing that. And uh, we also shouldn't be dis, uh, disincentivizing people from forming businesses. It seems like every conservative that I've read that has looked at this plan has, has loved the business side of this. Uh, you know, it's, it really does look like it's a real pro-growth plan and would really help people, not only in corporations, but also the LLCs and things like that, correct? Yes, yes. And, and, and it would also be very, very helpful to growing small businesses because it would allow for immediate full expensing uh, to provide tax relief for growing small businesses. And so uh, that as well, look, uh, uh, Americans, all Americans will end up being wealthier on this. They will end up having more disposable income and will end up with a lot more economic growth as a result of this tax plan. I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm not saying that this is the kind of tax plan that I would design if we were designing a, a, a tax plan ab initio. We have to start with the government that we have rather than the one that might have been had we uh, had more sanity in our government over the years. I said, Mike, real quick, before Glenn comes in with a much smarter question, I'm sure. (laughs) No, just you're you're letting me cool down. Go ahead. Okay. (laughs) Is it reading it and reading the way it's structured? It seems to me that what what you're doing here, and, and there's a lot of good things, and I, you know, the business side is really good. I think the vast majority of people, individual earners, would pay less under this plan. I think the vast majority. It's not even just the majority, but I think the vast majority would. Is there an element, though, where you're saying, look, let's be honest, every time we, we introduce something like a flat tax, they come out, they beat it up, they say it's a tax cut for the rich. So if we let some of the rich get hit a little bit, we are shielded from that, and maybe we can kind of get a bunch of good policy in, but not the whole the whole thing. Is that no, is that is that a, no? That's that, no. that's 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 not the motivation here, nor is that an accurate description of how this operates in any objective way. <laughs> okay, in, well, in just fact, that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the, the the reason is, uh, first of all, when we get rid of the double layer taxation problem, the double taxation. Uh, by eliminating taxes on capital gains and dividends. That by itself is opening up uh, us up to a huge amount of attack uh, from the left that hates this. They also hate the fact that we're leveling the playing field between big and small businesses. Uh, what we want is fair competition instead of cronyism. And what we've got right now is, is cronyism. Uh, when we have fair competition, that creates uh, millions of new jobs. But the only way and, you really have fair competition is to be flat. 
that is a very fair point, Glenn. And, and, and again, I, I can't emphasize enough that I would prefer a single okay, flat so, rate. So system. let me ask you this, Absolutely. because this is, this is what you said. We can't get there from here. And I understand. I really do understand. You can't change a tire going 150 miles an hour. Correct. And uh, so I get that. But, you know, Woodrow Wilson, FDR, Johnson, Barack Obama, they all gave us the biggest tire changes at 150 miles an hour this country has ever seen. Mm-hmm. On our side, on the conservative side, we, we had Abraham Lincoln and Ronald Reagan. That's it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Grover Cleveland, uh, not Grover Cleveland. Uh, Coolidge. Uh, Calvin Coolidge. Coolidge. That's it. Why is it we are so afraid of standing up and talking common sense and saying, you damn right. If the Soviet Union can figure this out, we can do it. If 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 the Marxists and the communists realize that this was a better system, then why can't we? They're not. Thank you. Yes. Yes. They're not using a progressive tax system. They're progressives. They're progressives to the point of communists. And they can do it, but we can't. Well, it's not perfect, Pat. Yeah, it's not perfect. It's not perfect. That's but what I heard. We're trying. It wasn't we're, trying. Mm-hmm. we're trying. We need to get this started, mm-hmm. get this going, because we can't get there uh-huh. from here. Yeah. That's like saying, that's like uh, uh, Charles Manson saying he's not perfect. Yeah, but I think you can do a little better than you did. I'm <laughs> 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 not perfect. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. Whatever. You know. Yeah. You can do a little better than serial killer, better. can you not? A little better. I don't know. I know you're not perfect, right? We all make mistakes. Oh, right. A lot of those mistakes don't happen to be killing multiple uh, human beings. Um, <laughs> I wonder if Mike's going to do some studying up on the Russian tax mm-hmm. policy. I hope so, because he's not an expert on it. No, he's not. He's not an expert on it. He should become one, because they managed to work it out somehow. And they're Marxist-like. He's a guy you'd think would know that, though. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what the deal is there. It's not good. 888-727-BECK. This is good, however. This month, you can save $400 on your very own Harvest Rice freeze dryer. Yeah, the one you can get in your home, have it in your kitchen. It looks great. It freeze-dries any food you want, your whole meal if you want. So you could freeze-dry like Thanksgiving dinner, eat it 25 years from now. It would still be delicious. That's fantastic. Or yeah. you, can eat you it could have someone freeze-dried. deliver you freeze-dried pineapple. Yeah, which these are great. And, and you know what they taste like? Pineapple. Um, <laughs> We're amazed they every time. like pineapple. I don't know why. It is a pineapple, and it's oh. freeze-dried. See, they took oh. the water out of it. That's what happened. Oh. You got a call. Uh, 800-401-9597. 800-401-9597. Get your own Harvest Right freeze dryer for your own home. Save $400. Uh, or go to harvestright.com. I must get one. Mm. Must. Are you looking to save 50, 60, even 70% on your phone bill? Well, here's a tip. Broadvoice.com. Hi, it's Brad Staggs of Blaze TV here. Broadvoice offers high-quality phone service for only $8.95 a month. You may ask, how can I save so much money? What's the catch? Well, the secret is the technology. Broadvoice uses VoIP technology that takes analog audio signals from your phone, turns them into digital data, and then transfers them over the Internet. 
This means crystal clear sound and cheaper phone bills. Broadvoice has been ranked in the Deloitte Technology Fast 500 and Inc. 500 as one of the fastest growing private companies in America. Get Broadvoice right now for only $8.95 a month. Keep your existing phone number for free and Broadvoice will send you their easy plug-in adapter free. All this and you get unlimited local calling for just $8.95 a month. Plus, for a limited time, Broadvoice will even give you your first month free. Do what we did here at Blaze Radio. Make the switch today at broadvoice.com or call 888-332-8036. 888 332 Speaking of, uh, by the way, Stu, uh, uh, Stu had to run out for a little while. Should be back shortly. Uh, we, uh, uh, what? I just apparently he doesn't realize that, you know, radio's over. We just walk over. Yeah. He's like, you got up. I got to go. I know. Uh, I know. And he's secretive. So you never know why he has to leave. I know. You don't know if it's, uh, something tragic or, you know, he, uh. Now, many people that know him would hope that it was tragic. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know anybody like that. Really? Do you? No. Yeah, just, you do. Okay. Uh, speaking of Marco Rubio's tax plan, which we were with Mike Lee a minute ago, um, Rubio was on with uh, Jorge Ramos, and Jorge's been doing a pretty I good know. job of holding people's feet to the fire. And he does. I, you know, I'm not I'm not excited about holding their feet to the fire on gay marriage necessarily because it's such a uh, uh, hot button issue. It sure is. And if you say the wrong thing, you can be drummed right out of society. And that's what they're looking for. They they're are They're looking to drum you. Out. Exactly, that's exactly right. And so here he was on the Fusion TV answering uh, questions about gay marriage. You believe that a marriage should be between a man and a woman. Uh, yes. But if someone in your family or your office happens to be gay and they mm -hmm. invite you to their wedding, would you go? Yeah, if, I, if there's someone that I love that's in my life, I don't necessarily have to agree with their decisions or the decisions they've made to continue to love them and participate in important events. You know, I'm a member of, of the Catholic faith. It teaches that marriages after you get married the first time, if you've been divorced, you can't be remarried. And yet people attend second marriages all the time. Ultimately, how you treat a person that you care for and love is different from what your opinion is or what your faith teaches mm -hmm. marriage should be. And I would point out that we live in a free society. If people want to change no, the definition don't. of marriage, they should petition their state legislature, and they can have that debate in a political uh, arena. Right who yeah, I don't think should be redefining marriage <laughs> is the court system. So, so but, but the, the question is, is if you would is, attend, yeah, you answer, he said he would. Yeah, but somebody in my life that yes, I love and care for, yes. of course hey, I would. You, I mean, that's, I'm not going to hurt them simply because I have a, a disagree with a choice they've right. made or I disagree Thank with you. a decision they've made or what, whatever it may be. That's the second time he said it for you, Jorge. Stupid question. The question was, would you attend? Well, yes, I'd attend. What are you talking about? Yeah. And he answered it twice. Yeah, he said it the first time. Hey, Jorge probably wasn't listening, or his producer wasn't listening, and his producer is in his ear going, Yeah, but what do you attend? What do you attend? Yeah, I, you know, it was a good answer from, from Marco. It was great. And, and it's, it's a gotcha question. They're really trying to get you. And they're trying to get, get you to say that you wouldn't even attend the wedding of right. a loved one. I mean, come on. What is this? That's stupid. Who wouldn't? You know, if somebody in your life is getting married and it's a same-sex thing and they invite you to it, yeah, I'm going. It doesn't mean I have to be okay with, with gay mar marriage uh, if I have a religious objection to it, which I do. 
Um, that doesn't mean I condone what they're doing, but I'm going to be there for, for them, you know, because you love them. Oh, heck yeah. Right? You're definitely going to go, and you're going to hope that they actually found someone to make a cake, because that's why, why you go, is to have the wedding cake, <laughs> really, is the whole point. Thank you for that important element, uh, Jeffy. That's a, that's critical. A yeah, you, you really do. You really do. Uh, but, you know, Rubio's point, though, of this is yes. a, a free country, and no, it isn't. No, it's not. Well, we don't have freedom anymore. We, you don't have the freedom to say, no, you know what, I, I am not in favor of gay marriage. Because then you will be beaten within an inch of your life. <laughs> you will. You'll be persecuted. They'll try to run you right out of town. Uh, they'll run you out on a rail. Oh, they, uh, I mean, and his answer was perfect. Was great. Uh, really, it's I, great. I, I he can handle that. it. You know, yes. he, he can handle it. That's my faith. Rand Paul can That's handle I believe. it. Ted Cruz can handle it. So, and and they all seem to be. Well, I don't know about Rand actually. Rand is probably marriage shouldn't be a a, a governmental issue. The right. other two, uh, Cruz and, and Rubio, are sticking to their guns on this. That they're for traditional marriage. Good for them. Triple eight seven two seven Beck, eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Without the hatred, everybody else has changed. Yeah, but without the hatred. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, I don't, uh, we're, we're, you know, we I mean, don't hate you. We had we had Hillary Clinton. Uh, we played this uh, on the on the radio show today. Hillary's nonsense uh, that she is all about gay marriage now. All of a sudden, and, she, and not only is she about, all about it. She believes it's a constitutional yeah. right. Yeah. So she has gone, she has gone from a foundational bedrock principle since of, the mist of time. From the mists of history. Oh, that's what traditional marriage is. To <laughs> oh no, I I believe that uh, gay marriage is a constitutional right. What? Okay, that's come on. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And how is she surviving that? I, I have no idea, but... Uh, I don't think she will. I, it's going to be interesting when Jeb announces uh, that he is officially a candidate for president. I don't know what, where he stands on this. He may be actually be for gay marriage. I, I don't know. He's liberal enough that maybe he's just going to come right out in favor of it. Um, but... Uh, he may be. I George, remember, I yeah, he might be. George W. is out uh, talking about Jeb right now as a potential candidate. And the one problem Jeb faces... As presidential candidate, according to George W. Bush, um, his one-word answer was, me. Meaning George well, Bush himself. Uh, and, you know, that's not his entire problem. No, but it's, no, no, it's not. It's Jeb, not his entire Jeb's, problem. Jeb's a big problem uh, unto himself. Yes. But George W. is a problem for him. H.W. Bush is a problem for him. Uh, Neil is a problem for him. Cletus Bush or wh whatever. Cletus, Tito, Marlon, oh, Jermaine, Latoya. Latoya, Latoya. Oh my gosh, she just rides Reba. on the name. They're all it's bizarre. Agonizing. They're all bizarre. They're all they're all Jeb Jeb's problem. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, former pro president spoke to an audience of about seven thousand health IT experts. Uh, and talked about a potential third Bush in the White House. It's an easy line to say, haven't we had enough Bushes? After all, even my mother said, yes. Uh, that's why you won't see me out there, and he doesn't need to defend me. And he's totally different from me. Now, I'm not sure that's true. I don't know that that's true. He is worse than George W., I will say that. Jeb Bush is a worse candidate than George W. Yes. Bush. Uh, and his policies are worse. So... Stay out the bushes. Yeah, it isn't, it isn't even so much. Bushes. Yeah, it isn't even so much uh, 
you know, obviously it's the family, but it's because the family is one of royalty now. Yeah. And, you know, we're looking at it like, wait a minute, wait a minute, enough, okay, enough. Yeah, even it's if supposed it, to be about royalty. Even if it weren't for the policy issues. Right. It'd be enough because you don't want a dynasty here. Stop it. You don't want that. That's not what America is all about. You know, this is not the, uh, the Windsor family. And we're leaning that way. We are. My gosh. Bushes, Between the Bushes Clintons. and the Clintons? Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents too coming up. With, uh, Which is why we call it, of course, when Steve's not here. Patent. 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 Triple eight seven two seven Beck. It's Pat and Stu with uh, Jeffy until uh, Stu returns. Um, after radio, he had to he had to do a personal errand, and so uh, he should be back any minute now. Hillary Clinton uh, is wrong on her family's immigration history, apparently, according to records. Speaking in Iowa on Wednesday, uh, Secretary of State Hillary Clinton said that all her grandparents had immigrated to the U.S. They do this all the time. Yes, this is what Obama did. This is what Biden did. This is what they all do. I, I don't understand this line about your face. It's so easy to check. It's so easy to find out you're, you're lying. Uh, but she said all of them in, immigrated to the U.S., a story that conflicts with uh, public uh, census and other records. The story of her grandmother specifically immigrating is one Clinton has told before. Clinton's sole foreign-born, the only foreign-born grandparent, Hugh Rodham Sr., immigrated as a child. <laughs> Her grandparents always spoke about the immigrant experience, and oh. as a result, she's always thought of them as immigrants. See? Uh, it's See. such a pandering wench. Come on, stop it! Stop it! As had been correctly pointed out, while her grandfather was an immigrant, it appears that Hillary's grandmother was born shortly after her parents and siblings arrived in the U.S. in the oh. early 1880s. Jeez, they, they got here huh. uh, after um, most of the immigrant waves, too. So they, they weren't even uh, in the initial immigration for this country. All of the Clinton grandparents were born in the United States, with the exception of Hugh. I, I, wh I don't, why do they so think the, they can do this? Well, why, what's the point of doing well, because this? She, because she's pandering to probably Hispanics. Because you're, you're immigrants... Uh, okay. Illegal immigrants, I can relate to them because I'm an immigrant. All my people came here from somewhere else. <laughs> okay. It's pandering. Yeah, She's trying to build that, you know, that Hispanic base. Uh, it's pathetic. Good luck, God bless. She's not going to win. I'm sorry. I think it. you're right. I, I She's think not you're right. Gonna win. She's horrible. I think they need somebody else. And, She's horrible. And I don't think Martin O'Malley is the answer. Uh, nobody knows him yet, but I, I didn't think Bill Clinton was the answer either in 1992. But it turned out to be. Uh, however, O'Malley, I, I don't know. I just don't see it. I don't feel it. it. It can't be Biden. I mean, we've talked about this a million no. times. It can't be Biden. I, I'd, love it, I'd love for him to get into the race because he'll, he'll provide so many gaffes, you know, it'll every be, single fun. day. Yo, it'll be fun. But the one we really want in, and I'm not sure I do because he might have a chance. <laughs> he could win. Al Gore is the only one that can win this race for them. <clears throat> He's the only one. He, he could win the nomination. And I think he's the Democrat with the best shot at winning the general. Well, right now, uh, 
he's the only one, right? I mean, really, there is no other star. Hillary Clinton is their star, and she is not a star. And we made fun of, of Kerry by saying, you know, I was for that before I was against it, and I was against it before I was for that. And we said, well, that's what they do in the Senate. That's what, you know, all the politicians, mm -hmm. they see stuff, they change it. Hillary's been doing that forever. Yeah, on lots of things. Forever. Yeah. So she's every time she turns around, whatever she says is either exactly opposite what she said before or what she looked like before. It's, it's agonizing. She doesn't have a chance. Well, ordinary Iowans love her. And that's oh. why they had a campaign. Well, I apologize then. I don't know. Ordinary Iowans. I apologize. Uh, the problem was that the campaign staff drove the ordinary Iowans to Hillary's first campaign stop, including health care lobbyist in training. Was <laughs> an Obama campaign intern and Biden chauffeur. Well, look, but just or an ordinary when Iowa. You, when you go to Iowa, you know, yeah, they don't have cars. They don't. Ordinary Iowans. Okay. Don't ordinary have cars. Iowans don't they have, have cars. to be driven places when you want to take them places. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I know it's right. weird. That is. You didn't weird. know that? No, I didn't. Wow. Did not know that. That's... I haven't been to Iowa that much, uh, so that's good information. Thank you, Jeff. Well. Uh, her Tuesday morning visit to the coffee shop in LeClaire, Iowa, was staged from beginning to end. And then so was the ordinary Iowa thing meeting. is a stage. All of it is, yeah. Um, you couldn't come up to her and shake her hand and talk to her for any amount of time without it being staged. I'm sorry. What are the participants? One of the participants who was an ordinary Iowan was asked uh, afterward, you know, how, how he how he got there, what was the deal. And he said, what happened is we were just asked to be there by Troy. Yeah. <laughs> Hillary's staff. <laughs> it's so great. Hey, we're going to be staging so. an event with ordinary Iowans. Want to be there? The other two, he confirmed, were University of Iowa College Democrats President uh, Carter Bell and Planned Parenthood of the Heartland employee Sarah Sid Sidlasic. Look at how... F ah, man, Planned Parenthood. Uh, those are just ordinary Iowans, people fighting to kill babies. That's all they are. Yeah, while they're in a coffee shop with no coffee. I think it's just ordinary day, you know. She's busy shaking her head, though, listening. Yeah, she, she's she didn't interested. have time for coffee anyway. She's, she's interested, interested in what ordinary Iowans have to say. That's right. That's right. Uh, meanwhile, left-leaning MSNBC conducts a simple Hillary Clinton poll. The results may or may not surprise you. Clinton may have some ground to make up with American voters, uh, as even a poll on MSNBC <laughs> shows an overwhelmingly uh, overwhelming 86% say they don't plan to vote for her in 2016. Look at that. MSNBC.com did that. And 86% are not planning to vote for her? That's a little hill to climb. That's amazing. That sure is. That's mind. I mean, I knew she had problems. But with Democrats, with hardcore liberals, 86% have no intention of voting for her? That's stunning. More than 54,000 people had voted uh, at the time of publication, and 47,000 of them said they won't vote for Clinton. Only 12% said yes. And the other, uh, what would that be, 2% said they don't know yet. They said maybe. So uh, a possibility of 14% of hardcore liberals who uh, frequent MSNBC.com might vote for her. Right. 14%. Jeez, that's amazing. So, you know, the online poll is, you know, 
Not scientific. No, it's not. Still. But, but okay, you cut it in half. Right. That's still huge. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, uh, you would expect on a poll like that. From MSNBC. I would expect it to be almost flipped. You can bet they did. 86% would vote for her. Bet they did. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, all right. Also, one of our favorite people in the world, Harry Reid, uh, sitting down with CNBC this week, tried to explain uh, Rush Limbaugh's lying about his injuries. Uh, Rush Limbaugh, and I might add us, because uh, I've been speculating Rush. before Rush that he was that he got the crap beat out of him. Uh, but here's here's Reid talking about Limbaugh and uh, Cole, I think. Douche all the fame. And Grand Nozzle. Don't forget the Grand Nozzle. There's a bunch of people saying, Reed, he didn't have an exercise accident. He got beat up by the mob. It shows the credibility of Rush Limbaugh. He's the guy that got all this started. Why in the world would I come up with a story that I got hurt in my own bathroom with my wife standing there? How could anyone say anything like that? I think a lot of people, as I read, uh, kind of don't like me as a person. I think that's unfortunate. Mitch McConnell just sent kind out of letters to states saying, oh don't follow through on Obama's climate plan. I don't criticize McConnell for doing that. He comes from a coal state. I don't mean to be mean-spirited, but he is a lump of coal. He, he, <laughs> he, is, he believes he is coal. that coal is the salvation of the world. I don't believe that. Oh, man, I can't stand that guy. Um, it might be that people maybe don't like me a little bit. Yeah, uh, that's... That's quite an understatement. Here he is on uh, Hillary <laughs> and the GOP field. Here's how Harry feels about this. Are you entirely comfortable with Hillary Clinton as the Democratic nominee oh, sure, in sure. 2016? I like Hillary very much. I talked to her husband yesterday. Clinton, I love the way he ends his conversation with me, and they're so sincere. How does he end his conversation with you? Harry, I love you. He says that every time? He says that every time. Will there be a Democratic race, and should there be one? I am not a big right. fan of primaries. I don't think they are, especially when you're someone as noted as Hillary. I'd like to hear him say that. I love Joe Biden. I could yeah, never I say a bad word about him. He's a wonderful young man. Would you advise him not to challenge her? No, that's up to him. He, he's, he's been around a long time. He can make that decision without, without my advice. And how do you see the Republican fight? Who's the Republican nominee likely to be? You know, I don't really care. I think they're all losers. That guy's despicable. Oh, my gosh. He is a despicable. I might add, crap. though, uh, I will give props to the interview who was actually interviewing Harry with ordinary people around. Yeah. Eating at the cafeteria. Yeah. They, uh, See the difference? Yeah. People actually moving around. <laughs> yeah. What well, was it an actual event and the other was yeah. not. Uh, <laughs> but I, I would like to hear uh, Bill Clinton say, Harry, I love you. He says, I love you, everybody. Harry, I love you. Uh, I say that to a lot of fat chicks, but I, I really mean it when I say it to you, Harry. Harry, I love you. I tell fat chicks that all the time. Tell them I love them. I do. And, I, and for 15 or 20 minutes, I do love them. I do. But you, Harry, you're doing the work of the Communist Party, and I love you. I do. Thank you. Thank you, Harry. I, do you buy that, that Bill Clinton says I love you every time he leaves him? Come every on. time. I mean, maybe, but uh, what a bunch of... Bull crap from uh, oh, Harry Reid. I will not he's miss him when he's out. Guy. He's a terrible guy. And uh, there's so much proof of it, and we've offered it to you, and you have obviously accepted it, and that's why he's been voted in as the grand nozzle.
of the Douche Hall of Fame. So, and, I mean, uh, let alone voted into the Douche Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. I mean, that which is It was a huge off. honor in and of itself. Yeah. And then to be the grand nozzle of it. Oh, my I mean, gosh. Very, very special. I don't think... I, don't, uh, I hope he's aware of the honor we should we've make him aware. Of. We should send him a, an honorary plaque. Yes, we need to, yeah. we need to actually Take award that. him that. Triple eight seven two seven back. More Pat and Stu coming up. I love you, Perry. I do. I love you. Really? I love the fact that you got the bat snot beat out of your body. Las Vegas mob, dude. I told, I told you to pay the bill. <laughs> <laughs> went into the grease man routine from many 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 years ago uh triple eight seven two seven back um you love the grease do you, you know the grease man i, I do through you, you do you have your microphone on maybe you could turn that on since we're on a broadcasting uh channel i was talking off uh, the air i didn't want the uh, control okay. room to hear uh, right. sorry yeah our audience would appreciate uh, hearing it as long as you're going to talk uh same with this fat guy over here uh who finally <laughs> um, <laughs> spoons? I don't know how to do this. It takes a lot of work. It is really hard. <laughs> I always thought you were a complete failure, but this is actually real work. See, yeah, yeah. it's hard to do when you're standing up uh, so, behind yeah. the Mercury Stage 19. You get podium. your uh, get your car washed, everything cleaned, everything, uh, everything fine. Well, I had to fold the towels. <clears throat> oh um, man, you, you don't really? want them to get wrinkled when they come out of the dryer. Oh, so, so you had uh, a uh, you had a load in the dryer. Yep. And after radio, you had to run home and fold it, yeah. so it didn't get wrinkled. Well, I mean, do you want to you want to dry yourself with a wrinkled towel? And who, <laughs> no, no, you do don't. That. No, you don't want to do that. But I, I tell you though, Pat, one, one of the things that that I discovered is that I have a wife that does that. Yeah, that oh, oh, really? I do too. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Huh. You so, get that straight. To, uh, you know, I'll have to check on that. Uh, yeah, check on that. <laughs> See how that works. Well. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome to the uh, show. I do appreciate it. It's uh, fun to do the show over here. Um, is it? You like it over yeah, there? Yeah, because I feel like um, uh, overweight. <laughs> uh, and that's an interesting, although yeah, I actually yeah. feel that way all the time. But yeah, I feel even, even more. Yeah, is there it's more gravity there. in this better general area? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're feeling the pull right now. Clear over here. Yeah, okay, good. The, yeah. Uh, the EPA yesterday released a draft action plan that it says will help the agency achieve, quote, environmental justice. Oh, good. Mm. Good. Uh, mm. I love this social and environmental justice. I That'd love them fair. both because they're all about, uh, well, communism. Well, don't they all seem to be the same thing, by yeah, the way? They yep. Yeah, they, they are. They all seem to lead to the same policies. Yep. All the same people seem to like them. Yes. There's apparently no difference between social and environmental. That's true. They, they lead to the same place, and that's the they destruction of capitalism. That's where it leads. Hmm. Environmental justice seems to be the concept of ensuring environmental protections for poor people in undeserved areas. Oh, I'm sorry. Underserved. Underserved. underserved bad. Not undeserved. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Underserved. Is that Thank Freudian you. or what? Thank you. They don't even deserve it. This man no. thinks everyone deserves to die if they're poor. <laughs> 
Okay, I hate Mike Lee's tax plan to help the poor. <laughs> the EPA, okay. EPA defines environmental justice as, quote, the fair treatment and meaningful involvement of all people, regardless of race or income, except for the rich. That doesn't help. We don't want to help them. <laughs> no. With respect to the development, implementation, and enforcement of environmental laws, regulations, and policies. In other words, that's all about the destruction of capitalism and the United States of America. Yeah. That's what this is. Well, if you have a, 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 an, uh, one of your agencies that's actually taken the time to define <clears throat> environmental justice, it must be closed. Uh, yeah. The doors should be shuttered immediately. Once you yeah. once you hit submit on the web and that pops up on the web, they should the doors should all lock and everyone inside should remain inside till the end of time. That is so uh, true. I mean, that is just like <clears throat> is that. It's a it's a ridiculous idea, and you know this is what you get when you have all these agencies is they all have their own little niche. Yep. It's like um, it was just think of this of like the the NBA Players Association. It's like at one point uh, years and years and years ago, a player Latrell Sprewell choked his coach during practice. Right. Yeah. And okay, look, it, you can't control everybody. People are going to do crazy things. Uh, but they he chokes his coach during practice, and then the Players Association comes to his defense sure do. and tries to get him all of his money. The man tried to be basically assaulted his coach, yeah. and still they had that ridiculous defense. That's the problem with these agencies like the EPA. They get their niche, and they defend it at all costs. So they don't care if it hurts capitalism. They don't care if it hurts part of the population. They don't care if it hurts uh, you know, jobs and business and anything else. They just care if their thing is okay. I would go a little bit further and say not only do they not care, it is part of the goal to hurt capitalism. Okay, yes. I, I think I they believe to... capitalism is unfair. <laughs> and, and I think they really, I think the goal of environmental justice is to put an end to that. Yeah, yeah I think that's true. I mean, the, the environment, that's why, like the EPA, is there a place for the EPA? I mean, my guess is you can do no, it sure. other ways, right? Yeah. But can, the American people would say, okay, hey, look, we want our environment to be protected. Absolutely. I understand that. So if you're going to do that, there could be something that the EPA could do that people would probably be fine with. But when you start trying to get into the game of environmental justice to try to see that, make sure that certain income groups are treated in a way that you think is fair, that's not your gig. No. If you have a chemical that comes out and we're not sure if it's safe or not, then either first give it to me to test or B, you know, you can make a decision on it and people can decide whether or not they want to use it. Well, that's um, what, the way it started, right? I mean, sure, everybody wants their lakes and rivers clean. Right. Okay, thanks. Yeah. And that's make, how it, please, make sure it yeah, keeps clean. You're totally right. And that's how it always freaking starts. It always starts that way with this like wonderful idea that we're going to help out the community. And then it grows and grows and yeah. grows and grows. And that's why the, the overall message of limited government is the most important thing because it takes care of all those issues. Yeah. My daughter had a question on one of her tests the other day and she was asking me about it. And because the question was, uh, uh, regardless of how you feel about man-caused global warming, whether you believe it is or not, mm -hmm. what steps should be taken to I, the way it was so it was re, so no matter what you feel, what should we do to stop, stop global right. warming? Right. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Right. So I, like, I said, well, honey, you know how I feel about this. Yes, yeah, I, I know how you feel about it, and I said that there's. Nothing you should do about it. There's no steps you can take. What are you going to do to to change the Earth's ecosystem? There's nothing we can do about it. It is the planetary system. We're not God. We can't change it. And the fact is, 
God created a world that could handle SUVs. Huh. That could handle well, a little bit well, of coal. Well, how would he have seen that coming in the year zero? <laughs> I give it right. He couldn't have, he he couldn't have did, seen it coming. though, but he did, and he planned for it. Really? Yeah, you think? That's and you know you always have to make the addendum. The addendum. That's not to say that we shouldn't be good stewards of the of planet. Of course we should. We want clean air. We want clean water. We don't want to pollute things. We don't right. want to litter. Our know, neighborhood's we, clean. We got it. Yes. But, but they're, they're, look at the difference between the 1970s and today. It's unbelievable. We've cleaned up this planet. There are there are ways to to address both concerns. Like I, you know, look, do I care, you know, do I believe that anything the government does is going to help global warming? And my my belief is no on that. No. But let's just say Al Gore is right. Let's just say for for a minute that, uh, you know, he's right and we're wrong, and, and who knows? Let's just say maybe more information comes out in the future that totally contradicts the information coming out now. If that were to occur, wouldn't it be smart for us to have a lot more nuclear power plants? Yes. Uh, and we support yeah. that anyway, so there's a nice common ground where the left and the right can come together and say, well, you have zero emission energy that the right wants. Why the hell can't you get that done? And you don't need to build them. Just get out of the way so that private industry can build them. We can't even do that in this country. Nope. Nope. All right, I gotta just get my seat. I can't stand anymore. I'm too tired. What? But I'm already here. Get out! P-E-C-K, it's Pat and Stu. Welcome. You know what's interesting is how much talk there's been lately, and I think this is probably a good thing, uh, how much talk there's been about abortion. It's kind of a subject that went away because conservatives just decided, you know what, it's... We can't win it. Can't win it. It's you, too controversial. circles around it. Mm -hmm. It's just too controversial. People get too pissed off about it. Uh, you don't get anywhere with it. It's you got the Supreme Court decision. What are you going to do? And so virtually everybody in talk radio decided, I'm going to stop talking about it. Yeah, or at least not focus on it. I mean, we, we certainly yeah. never stopped talking about it. Right. But I mean, if it came up, it you came, would mention yeah. it, but it yeah. rarely came up. Yeah. It wasn't a big story. It wasn't the thing that uh, the right was pushing. We were told it was too divisive. <laughs> right. You, know, you, can't be, you can't take a strong, strong stand for tens of millions dead. No, you wouldn't want to, would you? It's, or, it seems... it's probably close to 50 million now. 50 just the 50 million, million babies just the 50 million so nothing so to worry me. about it i mean uh, that's hardly anything when you think about the scope of how many people have lived on the planet come on it's probably 100 billion right so it's only 50 million no big deal. It's an infinitesimal amount of people <laughs> i mean the problem is is that you're considering it 50 million babies yes i am okay yeah it could that's be some of those like 20 million of those could have been pieces of broccoli. We don't know. No, that's correct. Could have been shoe leather. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It no. could have grown into a Buick. I don't know. You're right, Jeffy. Okay. I apologize. Thank you. That could have accounted for 49 million of the 50. <laughs> right? Right. It's not a baby until you, you see the head of the baby being a baby. It's, frankly, if you ask me, it's not a baby until they graduate from high school. 
Okay. Yeah. I, That's you, when you know it's a human being. You joke. Yeah, but you I mean, got a diploma. High-level ethicists in this some. country. That, and look, mm. we, make, we make fun of them. Jeffy, we're going to abort you in the 489th tri trimester. But the, real, the reality of it is people actually um, say it is a, and they agree with us on this point, mm -hmm. it's a ridiculously uh, you know, random line mm -hmm. to just say, Peter okay, the moment it passes outside of the birth canal, it's something that, we ha that has the protection of every force of law, and you can violate with the worst crime ever, but a second before that, it's nothing. Like, that's obviously ridiculous. So they have, uh, even some of these guys, like um, Peter Singer, Singer. at, at uh, Princeton, has argued that you don't become a person until you have uh, consciousness. So you're able to communicate, and you're able to form thoughts. He says two or three. But he doesn't yeah. want to limit it to that. He doesn't want that. to limit it to that. Because it might be four or five. But or I think... It might be eight if you're Jeffy. And I think what that means you know? is if you have someone who's in a state... <laughs> yeah, that's Jeffy. It eight. might be... It might be 69 well, if you're Jeffy. We know your first word was spoons because it's the only word. But what <clears throat> year was that? Was that uh, 20, 30 years old? Which would have been 1871? Two? One? Two. Two. Your mic's not on yet again. So. It's so stupid. Uh, I mean, it's only been two, two consecutive breaks. <laughs> It's only two consecutive uh, thing. You know, don't worry about breaks it. on the so, air. Your mic has been just, off, and you've tried to. Talk. You're just. We're doing a broadcast show. Don't, <laughs> don't even worry about it. I love you, Jeff. Anyway, okay. So, uh, so the debate for some reason has been <laughs> kind of reignited, and it seems like it's been reignited by people on the left. Yeah. Well, uh, actually, you know what? Let's give credit where credit is due. The real. It has been certainly reignited by the left because it's been this war on women. But the person who's actually been able to change the debate a little bit, finally has been Rand Paul. Rand Paul. And Rand Paul you know, said, look, really I will good. answer your question when you get this answer from Debbie Wasserman Schultz, and now everyone's trying to get it. It's great. Uh, which is great. Maybe it's this great. is what you have to do with the media. It's just like, I will give you whatever you want once you do what I want. Yeah. You have to essentially negotiate with them in your answers. Um, and this has been great. Why, now, this is the second one in a why row. Why hasn't anybody done this before? Because it's genius. He is the one who's being presented as an extremist because apparently... He doesn't believe there's any line you can cross. It's murder, and it's just plain murder, and you don't murder a baby. So he doesn't make exceptions for uh, rape and incest. I remember, his dad is an obstetrician. Right. Um, so I, I will say he's been cagey. I don't think he's... <clears throat> like, Rand, he seems Marco like Rubio, that's where he is, though. Yeah, I think you're right. Marco Rubio has pretty clearly said that's where he is. Um, uh, I heard an interview with him uh, just the other day. Rubio's fine with just defining... His, his viewpoints. Yeah. I, I think that's great. Yeah, so he far. said it confidently and he, yeah. said he expressed it well. Um, but uh, Rand Paul has been a little bit more like, you know, I think that's what he believes, but he's, you know, he's doing his best not to say it because he knows it's controversial and then the entire debate becomes about that. Like, and mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a debatable position even among hardcore conservative abortion supporters. Right. Like, I, I, abortion opponents, excuse me. Uh, there, there, I, there's a lot, it's a gray we're, area. We're there. all pro life here. Mm -hmm. But I. I struggle with that. Yeah, I really. It's, it's hard I mean, not to. I mean, it's when you do take away the woman's choice to have the baby by raping her, it is a tough thing to ask her to go ahead and carry the baby to term when it's an act of hate and violence. Yeah. I, I, it's just really hard. Now, the the opposing point of that is, well, is it murder or not? Yeah. And yeah, it's akin to murder. I, so I don't know. Well, I, I, it's just you've <laughs> taken away her choice. She didn't have any any. It's it's between her and God at that point. It's very, I think it's very difficult. Let her pray about it and come up with a decision. You know, it's, but I, on the other side of that, and we don't need to get into this whole argument, but it's like you know, if you believe it's murder, it's not the it's kid's murder. fault. Right. It's not the kid's That's fault. Right. The skirt. That's okay? right. The kid is trying. You know, if you believe it's murder, That's why it's so how do you stand? 
hard. And, and the other thing, part of this is it's not to say, you know, when you really look at this, and you can we can go super in depth on this, and there's, you know, this is the problem. It's, it's such a complicated issue. It winds up dominating conversations, which is why people want to not talk about it. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and that's understandable in a campaign in particular. Yeah, because um, you really get bogged down on this. But, but you can get to the point of like, all right, so who's, who's, who's innocent here, right? Who's innocent? Well, the mother is innocent, and the baby is innocent. The mm -hmm. dirtbag guy who raped them is the, is the horrible person, and we all want him to be in prison for the rest of his life or maybe executed, which sounds perfectly okay to me. Yeah. So we take him out of the, he. We know we're going to punish him. We don't want to punish the other two at all. However, the way this thing works out and why it's so difficult is you have to punish one of them. As, 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 as beautiful as the gift of childbirth is, if you don't want to go through it, it's nothing but torture. It's a horrific experience where you, for nine months, you have this thing that you don't want. And then You're you have to go through an incredibly painful Reminds birth. Reminds you of what, what brought it on. Yeah, right. All of those yeah, things. Yeah, it's all terrible. On the other side, there's mm -hmm. another horrible punishment for the child, which is death. Um, and, and I think you have to balance those two. Which one is worse? They're both bad. I, I don't I, think you can say, well, look, just have the baby. It's not just that simple. That, it's, I, and it's I will horrific. say, it, it, you know, we get bogged down in that discussion, too. And it's kind of silly because it almost never happens. Yeah, it's, that's, that, there and, are mm -hmm. scant few instances of... Uh, well, a pregnancy God. resulting from rape. Thank it, heaven. Well, but, but but I don't even know what the stats are, but we should look into that and find out what they are because it's a dumb aspect of the debate right, anyway. Cause, cause again, we're like, focusing on something that almost never happens. Yeah, I mean, even rape in and of itself is thankfully fairly uh, rare. rare. Fairly rare. I mean, uh, you know, unless you're listening to Barack Obama talk about colleges where it happens 16 times a day to every woman there. Yeah. Uh, but in reality, even you look at – at one point we did the, uh, uh, the numbers for Detroit – uh, the city, the, you know, city with the highest crime rate in the country, and still, it's almost, it's, it's incredibly rare to be raped in Detroit. Then, of those rapes, it has to result in a pregnancy. Mm -hmm. The odds of this are very low, and obviously, it's a very small, 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 small percentage of this, of this overall picture. And I think you can argue to some degree that the same thing uh, with Rand Paul's uh, counter question, which is most abortions don't happen in the eighth month. You know what I mean? It is possible, but they're, they're, they're fairly rare as abortions right. go as well. But partial birth abortions do occur. They do occur. And they're probably a lot more uh, frequent than our pregnancies due to rape. So it's interesting that Rand Paul has taken his supposed extremist position and turned it around on Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Yeah, investigate who, that side of the extreme yes. for a second. So go ask her about her extreme position because it is extreme. Ask her if she's okay with killing a seven-pound baby on the day of its birth. Brilliantly done. Uh, here's what uh, she said when she was pressed on it. Douche Hall of Fame. He keeps saying, ask Debbie Washerman Schultz when, when life begins. When, when mm. does she begin, believe life begins? Can you answer that question? The question that he was asked and that he's trying to deflect answer. from by pushing it on me mm. is does he support exceptions to his opposition no, to I a know. woman's right I, to make I her own choices? I give you that point. I see the point. And he, the question he has not that been he's... explicit on it. But I'm right, wondering about but... you because I have you tonight. You would admit that <laughs> you can't have women aborting third trimester babies just on a whim, right? I mean, so you, you agree certainly, there's some limits. Certainly not on a whim. But when so a doctor... he's trying to get at. You know, where, the do the, where do the Democrats stand on, you know, should... We've been very clear. The there's no, there's no ambivalence clear. here. We're very clear. We believe that that decision is best left not to government, but between a woman and her doctor. And so there isn't, I, really I can't tell you uh, a specific date and time uh, 
past which uh, we on all in all cases are certain that that choice shouldn't be made because that decision is very unique and individual to the woman and should be in consultation with is her it? conscience and so, her God and her mm -hmm. doctor. Mm -hmm. uh, that is a decision Whatever's left legal. to her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, I mean, that, that's that is a fascinating answer. standpoint because it is the only place where Debbie Wasserman Schultz believes the government has no say. Mm -hmm. That is phenomenal. It is amazing. The one place that is the government's job protecting the people of the United States and our posterity. It's right there in the in the in the uh, founding documents. We have a right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for ourselves and our posterity. What are children but our posterity? What is a fetus but our posterity? It is the one thing the government should be able to intervene on, and that's protecting the life of people. Yeah. And she, that's the one issue where the government has no place yeah, for her. Somewhat, I, you know, good uh, golly. And I think Megyn Kelly did a good job on part of that, and, and mm. so did Wolf Blitzer. We can even play that clip here in a second. But neither of them get to the point, because they're letting her get off the, the hook here by saying, we think it's best for this to go between the mother and doctor. Okay, let's say, first of all, I don't know why the doctor would be involved in that decision. Why? If, uh -huh. if you're worried about it's about the woman, why does the doctor have a say in it? Right, the father doesn't, but the doctor father doesn't, does? The father doesn't, but the doctor does? It's just stupid. It's In this world, it's the stupid. mother's decision, right? So, okay, let's say it's the mother's decision. What you're saying is the mother gets to make this decision and the government never steps in. The question needs to be is, is there ever a, an instance in which the government has to stop the woman's choice. If the woman's choice and the woman and her doctor come to this decision that nine seconds before birth they're going to abort this kid, is there ever a point where the government says no? No. And she, and she no. Has, still has not answered that. I think what she is saying is no. There no, is never a it, point. It is, it but is she won't definitely explicitly what she's saying. Say it. Yeah, because she, she knows it's a really horribly unpopular it's point of view. It's outrageous. Again, I said... In, it is outrageous. So you're in the seventh month of pregnancy, or, th or third trimester of pregnancy. That day one that that begins, uh, can you abort a child? Uh, it's 80 to 14 against that in this country. Mm -hmm. You cannot... They want that illegal. 80 to 14. And that's just third trimester. And that's just third trimester. That's not 10 seconds before birth or uh, an hour before birth or two weeks before birth. This is the entire three-month uh, trimester. So you're talking about, uh, well, you know, it's a little bit longer than three months technically, but still, you've, you're at a point where this is a, a situation where it's overwhelmingly opposed. It's one of the most unpopular positions ever taken by a major party. Well, because this also includes partial birth abortion, which is, mm -hmm. which is aborting the baby as it's being born. It is one of the most barbaric, horrific things that human beings do. And she's fine with it. She's fine. What, is she, what she is saying without saying it is, yes, it's fine yeah. to murder a baby horrifically yeah. as they're being born, perfectly healthy, seven pounds, I don't care, do it. Yeah. If the woman wants to, kill the baby. Now, when the baby, the baby comes out of the birth canal, somehow now it's all different. I don't know. It's so bizarre. Yeah, I mean, we've why wouldn't you go ahead of, and kill the baby then? We've heard clips of of doctors saying, or nurses. I heard a clip of a nurse at one point saying they would give the birth, uh, the baby would come out, and it would be coming out, and they'd have to hold it back in to kill it. Yeah, because if it yes. comes out, then all of a sudden it's illegal. Then it's born. And again, it's just a technical. Give me an example. Thus, of this. thus partial birth. Partial birth. Um, uh, mm. uh, I uh, occasionally, it's hard to tell, but occasionally we'll try to eat right. 
And I'll think to Wait. myself, yeah, no, it's, like, it's unbelievable, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I didn't say I was good at it. I just said, this will explain why I'm not. So I'm like, all right, Monday, I am starting. I'm on the bandwagon, going to eat I right. I hear you exercise. say that. I say that all the time. I hear you say it. What you don't see, Pat, is uh, Sunday night at 1135 <laughs> when I make the biggest meal I can possibly eat because, because. technically it's not Monday yet. Yeah. Does that, is, that a, uh, is that in the spirit of the diet? No. No, it's insanity, and it just makes me have to work harder afterwards but I in my head I have this little technicality to eat like a maniac until it actually turns Monday in my particular time zone so that is this type of thing that partial birth abortion is it's like oh look we all know this is murder but if we hold it in there long enough we can say it's not murder and not go to prison yep. and you know and this is uh, you know the point crazy. we made on this uh, on the Kermit Gosnell case back in the day which is he if he would have waited uh, you know, uh, 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 or he, if he would have gone a second earlier, he, the guy is a rich doctor living in the suburbs with a beautiful house and a trophy wife. If he, wait, if he does it one second later, he's a murderer and goes to jail. Like, that is not the position of a rational society. It's completely nuts. And it, you look at it in that way. When, when it gets you the, you know, the average person, look, they want to protect women's choice. If you're pro-choice, you're like, oh, well, I don't want the women to have to do something they don't want to do. And I understand I don't want to, you know, to kill a baby at nine months. So, okay, you know, I don't know, maybe we'll meet somewhere in the middle of the first trimester. And, like, is that a, you know, is that a position? You can understand it if you don't really think it out, I think. If you don't really think that position out, I can see it being there. But Debbie Wasserman Schultz's position is so extreme, it's as if the worst governments in the history of the earth who made decisions on who would live or die based on technicalities. If you ever watched, um, we've talked about this movie before, uh, the Nazis when they met in the room, the conspiracy, oh, I think yeah, it's yeah. called, yeah. where they met in the room Fantastic. and planned out the final solution. About 50% of the conversation was, well, what happens if their grandparents, two are Jewish and two aren't? Yeah, all the Do technicalities. What about three Jewish and one isn't? What if it's only one person who's a great-grandparent who's Jewish? Can we still kill them then? It's this idea that you're justifying life when you all know it's all murder. You know it's all murder. But you're sitting here thinking to yourself, well, if I follow this little rule, I'll feel better and be able to sleep at night. That's the, that's the position of a psychopath. That's what that is. I mean, that's what they do. A serial killer does that. They say, well, I wouldn't kill this person, but they're guilty because I saw them take a penny from the, 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 the give a penny to sick children jar and they deserve to pay. And they go in and they murder the person and they feel good because it was justified. And that's exactly what Debbie Wasserman Schultz does. It's, it's, it's that level of psychosis. There's no way a rational human being can, can support the position that she supports. It's impossible. It's, it's impossible unless you just have a freaking, you have a thirst for flesh. It's that bad. And, you know, it's a, it's, it's a position that, it's not just me saying it's that bad, it's the entire society. Mm -hmm. We've all come to this, this is like as if you're executing a toddler. That's how awful people think this is. Yeah. Uh, and the polling supports that. And to, for this person who's the head of, of one of the two major parties, to sit here on interview after interview after interview and def defend this position Despicable. as if it's rational, it's unbelievable. Despicable. Uh, and there's more. We'll, we'll have that for you coming up. In the meantime, you can get a 72-hour kit right now for 10 bucks. I mean, I can't get over the deal. That includes shipping today. So just call 800-274-3040. Call My Patriot Supply. They're going to hook you up with three days of food that you can use. So let's say an emergency of some sort happens. Let's say it's just a, well, not just, but it's a, it's a weather-related. It's a hurricane or a tornado, and there's problems, and help can't get there for three days. 
That's about how long it takes for FEMA or whomever yeah. to arrive with help. Yeah. This is life-saving stuff. And it's $10 right yeah. now for a three-day supply. Yeah, to your point, Pat, it doesn't have to be Iran gets the nuclear weaponing, right. smuggles it here and blows it up, and we're in huge disaster for months and months, and the food change is, is interrupted. It could be something like that. And we've had situations here, even in Dallas, where we've had ice storms, where you have to be in for a couple of days, and maybe you're short on particular food items. And it's been item. three days a couple of times. Yeah, it has been. Yeah. Um, now, look, obviously, you probably have some food at your house, but why not be prepared for if you have to be mobile, uh, mm -hmm. if you have to be... Uh, locked in your place for, for a, a significant amount of time, especially if you're in a place where you're getting hit by snowstorms or hurricanes. Uh, uh, well, no one's getting hit by hurricanes lately, but uh, tornadoes, uh, whatever the case may be. Uh, My Patriot Supply does this better than anybody, and they do it easily. They make your job easy. For 10 bucks, you get a, a three-day food supply for one of your members of, uh, of your family. I think they'll do up to four per car. Yeah, I think they will. And, and it's a great way to get so your foot I, I in the door gonna, for preparedness. I can only get four. Yeah. And then you could have maybe Amber call, and maybe she can do it. It's a 72-minute kit for you. Yeah. <laughs> do it now. 800-274-3040. My Patriot Supply. It's not just food. It's freedom. Triple eight seven two seven back more. Pat and Stu is uh, here, and welcome to it. Uh, but there's more Debbie Wasserman Schultz too. She she wouldn't answer the question from Megan Kelly, and let's see if she answers the question from Wolf Blitzer because everybody's asking it right now. Rand Paul spends his entire first day as a candidate for president arguing with me over a woman's right to make her own reproductive choices. Uh, the Democratic Party's position is that that decision is best left between a woman and her doctor. And the reason that he deflected that question to me, and he said he'd answer the question he'd been asked as soon as I did, uh, he's, we're still waiting for him to answer. We're still waiting Rand for you, Paul too, Pumpkin. support exceptions for rape, incest, or the life of the mother in his opposition to a woman making her own reproductive choices. He still refuses to answer that question. And I'm quite sure that his strategist didn't want him spending the whole day debating me who is not a candidate for president oh, of the United sure States, over a woman's right to choose. You don't think this right is a strategy? Right when he says uh, really? that it's okay, from your perspective, to kill a seven-pound baby in uterus, is that your position? Um, you laugh at that? We have yes, very different definitions of personal liberty. I made that clear personal in my liberty. response. You the sure Democratic do. Party's position yeah. is that we are pro-choice. Yeah. Would Rand Paul mm. let a woman die uh, because she's carrying oh, a baby? Or is when she going does that to ever make happen? that choice with her doctor? Are, have we oh. entered 1812? <laughs> is it 1816 now? Yeah, yeah. How many women die in childbirth today? We've well, got to look up that they stat, certainly too. Well, it's not just that, because certainly ah, it, it does happen where women die in childhood. It's, it's much more rare it's than it's ever been. Extremely, However, extremely, it almost but, never happens but the, anymore. But that's not even the question. The question isn't whether women die in childbirth. Uh, it's whether you can save them by aborting the child. Yes, and, and the that, answer to that is yes. Ha, what? I mean, if that's the if that's what will save her, oh, I everybody's going to say. What I'm saying is save the woman. And but Glenn brought this abortion up. Yeah. Help, right? Glenn brought this up to me years ago because I think literally so ever. I've never in my life. I, I should be honest. Never in my life have ever met anyone who does not have an exception for life of the mother. I don't think I've ever met a single person in my entire life who says... Yeah. Including if, Dan, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah a yeah. friend of ours who is yep. absolutely yep. no exceptions except that one. Yeah, I think. I think, because that you're, then you have two lives. One of them was, in theory, going to die, and one of them is not.
Okay, yeah. so life of the mother. I've never. I don't know. I've never met anyone. There could be somebody. You don't need to call. I mean, I, I'm sure there's somebody out there. I'm the, somebody who says, Kid, "Put a knife in her head." But all, all, that's what I. That's what I say. You just kill the mother. Yeah, you just kill the mom. <laughs> you just, and then cut the baby out of her tummy. If the wife and the baby's in danger, kill the mom. Wait, that's not a position. And uh, I don't care what trimester she's in either. It could be the first. <laughs> kill her. Uh, but the point here, though, is it, we all agree in, in theory that that's true. But explain the scenario in which it's true. What, what, what is the, po like, how does that happen? If, if a baby is about to be born, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I guess maybe earlier in the pregnancy it's more likely, I guess? Well, I, I will say for some reason, uh, the, the one time I've seen this happen recently was on The Walking Dead. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. they don't have mm -hmm. high-tech medical care right now well, in this scenario where zombies are roaming the earth. Yes, where zombies roam the earth. The walkers. The biters. They did have the protection of prison walls. They did however. have that because they're staying in a prison right now, keeping the walkers at bay, but they have no you know, medical technology in there. So, so she was worried that she might die in childbirth. Sure enough. She did. <laughs> so that's ah. the one instance where I've seen that yeah, it but that's can. A, and but I, again, she I don't know she how have... she would have been saved because right. I don't know why she died. Nobody ever explained that. Right. Of well, course. She gave birth or she was about to give birth and she died and then they cut her open and did a C-section, took like, the baby out. Why? It's why like, well, look, die? it's a traumatic physical experience for a woman. We all understand that. So is it possible that things go wrong? They do. People, it, you might bleed. You know, who knows what yeah. the hell happens? Yeah, but we, but now it's we, rare, first of all. Yes. But and beyond we that, have is, ways to fix that. But beyond that, is there before. a case in which you are uh, aborting the child makes everything okay? Yeah, I don't Does know. Does aborting the I child ever medicine for the mom is, I guess, my question. That's a now, good question. Maybe I don't, early I don't on so. where you say, okay, the baby is... We, and you could see, okay, well, if it gets to a certain point, it's going to affect something, and it's so it's so small now that if it grows larger, maybe it's going to affect something. Maybe you'd have that, but it's certainly a late-term abortion. It's already fully formed, right? Yeah, it was exactly the opposite. Like you uh, might go to almost, a C-section, but you almost, wouldn't go to right. It's aborting. almost the exact opposite, right? Yeah. I mean, if it, if the baby is affecting the mother's health, you don't get it out work, as fast yeah, as possible. Yeah, get the baby out early. Which right. I mean, I've done that. Yeah. Before. Yeah. So I, I don't um, know. I did uh, it every but time. Yeah. That being said, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a very small percentage of the case, obviously. And all of us have exceptions for life of the mother. When you go beyond that, first of all, health of the mother, I think you probably get a lot of people to say yes to as well, particularly those who don't understand how it's been utilized, which is, well, it might make her sad in a couple months. <laughs> That's basically, they come in, and this is not me saying that life of Postpartum health, depression, right. Stu, is not just a, a mom being <laughs> sad. Be laugh not, about. And believe you, we just... Uh, Blow it off like that. Well, but that's a situation that happens after birth. It's postpartum. Yes. Uh, you can't predict right. postpartum depression True. and say, oh, well, that may happen, so we'll abort the child. What you, you could say, is there a health situation where, like, you know, uh, a mom... What about current partum depression? What about yeah. that? Yeah. I noticed you didn't mention that. Right. <laughs> uh, where the mom is going to have some blood <laughs> disease or something if this continues and she needs to stop it immediately. There's certainly situations there that make sense. Yes. Um, you know, because, again, you're, you're talking about choosing between two lives, and that, that, that's, that's very difficult. What's happened, of course, is abortion clinics have said, well, come on in. We, we can get around the limits of Roe versus Wade and other rules uh, by saying, uh, well, your health is in danger. Uh, you know, you've got a toothache. Uh, and that way they, they essentially create 
uh, things that wouldn't necessarily lead to an, an, a necessary abortion. But in concept, right. I think we all agree with that, too. If, if, there is, if a woman's body is supporting another life form and that life form is, is hurting her to a serious degree uh, in some way that makes her incredibly unhealthy, that makes a lot of sense, too. You know, you go into these exceptions and you get into these odd debates about um, these theoretical uh, things and, and you can't tell really what the details are and there's a lot of disagreement and this is why when you have those situations the safest thing you could do is just side in the side of life once the, th once the kid is born then you can you know there's there's more there but at least you didn't end a life without knowing what the outcome was going to be yeah and the, uh, the pro-life people are not good at explaining their positions they allow the people like Debbie Wasserman Schultz to make it out as though they don't care about the mother they don't care about the woman's reproductive rights, which is so bogus and so stupid. What are you talking about? We're talking about two lives here, mm -hmm. not just one. And that's got to well. be spelled out. <laughs> you have a different definition yeah. of personal liberty I than I do. I'm you not... seem to consider the baby to have personal I, liberty. Yeah. I do. Yes, I do. Yeah, uh, and I do it's too. guaranteed in the Constitution, and it's guaranteed in the Declaration of Independence. So I do believe that the baby has liberty as well because it's our prosperity. So, um, posterity. posterity. Yeah, prosperity. prosperity. And they Actually, will eventually, money. hopefully, uh, fix the economy and That's why you lead raise to prosperity. Them to get a job to make but it's, a lot of money. But it's our, our posterity. So, obviously, the posterity has rights, too, and they're guaranteed by our founders. So, they, they don't do a good job at framing this discussion. And there's nothing wrong with Rand Paul just answering the question now. You know, now that he challenged her, and I think that was great, come back and just admit it. Say what you believe and say why. Frame the discussion better. I don't know why Republicans can't. I don't know why they can't do it. Republicans can't seem to articulate positions. Yeah, I mean, look, in a defensible way. Well, yeah, they're just well, when you talk about when you talk about a dirtbag rapist raping a woman and a baby is the result of that, what you're saying essentially is uh, that obviously the rapist should be put in prison. He should be punished. The question, though, is do you give a worse punishment to the child who is yeah. not guilty? Yeah. And I, I don't know. I mean, that's a real that's a real tough thing to sit here and, and say. You could say maybe you could say, well, let's have that debate. Yeah. If, if that's the issue, let's have that debate. But but to just abort healthy babies because they're inconvenient for you at this time in your life. No, I'm sorry. That Holocaust has to stop. Yeah. And that's a, a that's a pretty powerful way to frame this discussion. And nobody ever does. More patents, too, coming up. You and I have a different definition of personal liberty, I'll tell you that much, Pat. Yeah, you believe babies should be able to live. Yeah, what well, a well, weird stance that is. You believe they might grow into human beings. I, I don't believe that. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, you know, let's go to Jill Let's uh, in Colorado. Let's see what Jill has to say about uh, abortion. Hi. Hi, Jill. How are I, you? I just had a few things to add to the abortion conversation. Mm -hmm. um, you know, having abortion not be okay in any instance, except for maybe the life of the mother, I kind of came to by thinking of, you know, 
two wrongs don't necessarily make a right. I mean, a woman's raped, she's got to live with that. That's horrible. Um, you don't want to add an abortion on top of that that she's going to have to live with for the rest of her life. Mm, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and, and in the case of although, you know, although, the life of the mother, although I will I, say, oh, wait, I mean, Jill, we're getting on in one second. Jill, we have an although I will say. That yes, just we have an although I will say. It's <laughs> just come in. Uh, when a woman has been brutally raped, uh, mm -hmm. and it's an act of hate and violence, and yeah. she is expected now to carry that act of hate and violence nine months to term, and you're asking her, hey, you know, just deal with it because it'll make it worse. That's tough. That's where I think that that's really, I know, I know what you're saying. And, and really tough. Yeah, you're right. And in some cases, that would be very, very difficult. Yes, I mean, sure. probably in almost but, you know, every case. Almost almost cases, would, but how many, you know? I mean, we know people that we work with that have, uh, that have this in their family, this history. And the reason yeah. we work with them is because they, that happened, they went through that difficult time and they're yeah. alive here today. I think that the mistake that I think a lot of people make when making this argument is to not recognize how horrific it would be for the mom. Right. I mean, it really would be. Absolutely. But the question is who gets, you know, what, what punishment is worse? I mean, you get to the point where two people are being unfairly punished. Mm -hmm. uh, two people are being unfairly punished. Which punishment is worse? Mm -hmm. One of them is death. Mm -hmm. One of them yeah. is death. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we, our maximum minute. penalty in our legal system is death. It's not, right. you know, uh, carrying a baby to term, as yeah. sad as that is, and it's all, as awful as it right. is. I mean, I don't know. You have to compare two impossibly awful things really uh, here, you and, do. you know, it's tough. Really hard. But, it's absolutely okay. tough. And, you know, as a person of faith, that's where, you know, you hope that you get that grace from God to deal with that. Yes, sure. Agreed. Agreed with that. Uh, yeah. Cool. Thank you, Jen. Oh, one thing. Yeah. One more. Yep. As a mom, mm -hmm. in the life of the mother, I mean, that should be a personal decision, obviously. You're one life over another. Yep. How do you determine what's more important? Right. But as a mom, I think I'd have a hard time choosing my... My life over my child. Yeah, I, yeah, but your, yeah, husband, but your would, husband would not. I mean, I, Although, I would assume your it's husband, a, it's a no-brainer. Look him. at this hate monger uh -huh. who thinks the man should have a voice in this decision. <laughs> it is a woman's choice, Pat. I will say, you know, it comes down to that. It's, it's difficult because you would look at every guy in a movie who goes and sacrifices himself for his child as being a hero, right? I mean, that's yeah. right. what you do. And, and my belief is, as a guy, I would say, look, I want, obviously, this baby, but, honey, I care about you more. We, you know, we're choosing, and we're choosing you. Congratulations, you've You'd won. You'd probably gladly switch places with her. Right, but, yeah, but, again, I think she yeah. would probably potentially argue the, diff the opposite. Like, well, yeah. well, you know what? No. Uh, I'll, I'll take my chances. I want this baby to be born. That's, that's interesting. children need a mom. And uh, I don't, you know, it was tough enough to find that's the first true. one. I, I'm again, not, yeah, no one else God. is going to date. No, that's not going to happen true. again. That's that right. was a once in a lifetime. Especially now. Mm -hmm. uh, thanks a lot, Jill. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, Thank Jim, you. Jim in Maine, you're on the Patton's Do Show. Hey, Jim. Jim in Maine. Hello. Hi, Jim. How are you? I'm doing great. It's good to hear. What can we do for you today? I called I called uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz's office in Washington D.C. to uh, express my opinion. And uh, how'd that go? When I answered the phone, I identified myself and just calmly said that pass this along to the congresswoman that I think she's a baby killer. And he immediately <laughs> slammed the phone down. <laughs> I guess it's okay for Democrats like John Kerry to call so, Vietnam veterans uh, baby killers, but it's not okay to call a congresswoman that. That's a That's great right. point. Baby That's killers right. were such a fun little tool of the left for so many years. They don't like being called it themselves now, do they? That Which I don't great, understand. No. They don't, they're not babies. We all know they're just fetuses. Uh, so I don't know why they're so upset about that. <laughs> Thanks uh, for the call. That's an interesting call, call to make. Uh, <laughs>
<laughs> I am not surprised they slammed the phone down. That's no, good, though. I would surprised. like to. I would like to hear just for the fun. I mean, look, Debbie Wasserman Schultz is in the Douche Hall of Fame, mm. and we know she's for a horrible, oh. horrible, horrible person. Yeah. yeah, I would love to hear her just say the words "yes" at any moment up until it passes out of the birth canal. You can kill that kid in there. Yeah. That's what I want yeah. her to say. I don't care how many interviews we have to go through. I want her to say that sentence. Because it just, it's the same thing with um, the uh, ultrasounds, uh, Pat, when you have to show them on the ultrasound. And that's a law in, in several states. Yeah. And, you know, look, when it's this thing in theory where you're kind of saying, well, I think the right to choose is important. Well, that makes you feel fine. Think about what you're actually doing when you have to recognize what you're actually doing. And you have to say that out loud. If you're comfortable with that, uh, you know, then fine. Um, but, uh, I mean, and, and I've argued many times before and still believe that it actually is the more consistent position than the person who says, well, you know, on day 42, it's fine, but the day 43, it's murder. I mean, that's kind of a bizarre, more bizarre position than saying, uh, you know what, you can just kill it whenever you want. Because at least then you're just against the life mm -hmm. <laughs> and you're going to stand there and you're going to be fine. Uh, I mean, mm -hmm. for, for a while. And then it gets ugly. <laughs> Uh, decisions yeah, you're not getting well. your, your 72 virgins. No, you don't get. You get like only like 12, and they're not even the hot ones. No, they're they're Jeffy. <laughs> they're Jeffy clones. So, I mean, still have fun. <laughs> no, you, you no. would not have fun. Uh, no. no, no, that would be awful. <laughs> be an awful experience for them. All right, how about uh, something a little lighter? Yeah, we're gonna be a little heavy. Potentially, a little heavy. Potentially, yeah. a little lighter. Um, casting decisions that made fans. Furious, but some of these you're going to see worked out for the best. So, anytime you see a casting decision, like you know, one that I thought was stupid was um, what's his face as Spider-Man. Uh, what's the guy's name? The original Spider-Man. Oh, Toby. Toby. Ke Toby. Yeah. Not Toby. Keith. Toby McGuire. Toby. Toby, Toby Keith. Uh, Toby, Toby Keith, Keith was, was Spider-Man. Spider that's not a good terrific. Spider that. You know that, that when he not... got out the guitar and started banging on that thing, man, that like, was good. Toby oh. Keith doesn't strike me as this type of guy who's going to look good in a full-length, you know, spandex. No, that was the no. problem. That's why Pat no. had a problem with the big Spider-Man. Yeah, that's okay. why. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toby McGuire. Toby McGuire seemed too wimpy. Yeah. But then I really liked him, yeah. as, and I was pissed when they went to this other guy who was also wimpy. Uh, but anyway, uh, the number one uh, decision, casting decision that made fans uh, pissed off, Heath Ledger as uh, the Joker and now in he's, The Dark Knight. He's, the, he's the, the mark yeah. of the Joker, man. Yeah. I mean, he, did he, if he didn't win an Academy Award for that, I think he was nominated, wasn't he? I think he, he was. Nominated? I feel like he did win it. I he, think he, got did. The he did get a posthumous yeah. award. Did he win it? Yeah, he did win it. Yeah. Wow! See, I have to say, I've, this is you know, I've never seen that movie. What? <laughs> You've never seen Dark Knight? I've never seen. I Dark just Knight. Really? I wow. saw the one. Uh, I just watched the, the one before it, dark. which was Batman it's, Begins. It's well named because oh, it's yeah. dark. Batman still, Begins was PG the one before thirteen that, right? though. It is PG thirteen because yeah, I, I just let yeah. Max watch it. I watched it with him this weekend because he's been after me for. Ever. Wow. I bet he loved the kids love that movie. My kids and so are. he was all happy that we sat through it this weekend. It's my kid's favorite movie. Well, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah I, I saw Bat good. I think it was Batman Begins was the one before that, right? Um, which is like Maybe. 2005. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really good. I and liked it, it a lot. It I don't is. like superhero movies. That trilogy generally. is real good, though. Um, but, uh, like, for example, Avengers, the sequels coming out. Mm -hmm. Never seen Avengers. 
Wow. Now it's what the second I mean, biggest movie of all time. Yeah, yeah I, just, I some, don't care at all. I don't know why, but it's. I mean, it's okay. Yeah. It was just okay. It's, yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm going to see that. I think in a, uh, LJ, who works here, is very excited uh, oh, yeah. about this particular film and comes in approximately eight times a day uh, into my office to talk to me about <laughs> the we're going to the movies in a couple weeks. You should give about him. Eight, I'm going to have to let him. ten times a day. I don't mm -hmm. want to understate it. We're going to need to give LJ uh, my phone, home phone number mm -hmm. and he can call and talk to Max. Every day, oh, really? eight to ten times a day. <laughs> That's about his speed. A twelve-year-old. He's got right like a twelve-year-old mind, so that'll work out really well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's really excited uh, about it. And, you know, he booked t uh, tickets at like the best theater in the Metroplex with like the highest technology and all the new whatever the hell it is, all the new sound and uh, whatever. Like, I don't know. I, 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 he's a you know he's a he's he loves the technology, so he mm -hmm. you know he knows that stuff. Um, but it'll be, I, good, it'll I, be good to see. I mean, I, it's an event movie to me, and I, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind. But I have to watch the original one before I, I can't. Oh yeah, it's yes. too intricate, too intricate a story. You will not understand it. <laughs> well, You're like I, what? What's wait? What's well, going on now? Is that true? Because I, I my Who's assumption this guy was from space. Wait, how did what? that superhero do that? My assumption <laughs> was that the superheroes were going to be the good guys, and there would be opponents that would be the bad guys. That's not true. Oh, it's so much oh deeper than that. Oh, oh my gosh. That, you no that wonder so LJ has to come yeah, in and talk yeah, to you right? every day. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, number two, Jennifer Lawrence in The Hunger Games. She How was awesome. How possibly could you oppose that? What? Yeah. Because the character comes from the impoverished District 12, Katniss uh, should be uh, stick thin. Uh, was okay. the argument, I guess. Her hair color was also a point of contention. Um, Jeffy showed me some photos Phenomenal of, of this particular actress, uh, and uh, I would believe that uh, she's actually she's fine. She's, she's fine. She does not yeah. need to be any skin. Well, there are some times. I mean, she she has uh, stood up for being, uh, you know, putting on a few LBs from time to time uh, in the she, past. She's crazy. Shut well, up. Jennifer she Lawrence does not have like, a problem with that. Now, I'm sure she's, you know, incredibly liberal and will eventually come out in Probably. Obamacare commercials and she'll be annoying. But as, as of right now, I love her. She's she great. She's, she's not funny. annoying in she, any way. She, she, she handles things well. She's a good actress. She does a yeah. lot of different things. Well, Hunger Games was great, yeah, yeah. but Silver Linings Playbook was great. I mean, she, she does a lot of different things really well. I just like her. She's yeah. just great. She's, she's she just photographs great. well and just still photos. Um, yes. Uh, which ones are you talking about hmm. specifically? The one we just had well, on the screen? The one, we well, had one on there the was screen. that one. There was the one that Stu looked at, and I've got a couple more. I, I thought like you to... might. I thought you might. <laughs> we'll talk later. Uh, this one, actually, I do remember the outrage about. I do, too. Daniel Craig, yes. uh, for the Bond series, he first started in Casino Royale in 2006. And, and then people loved him. You know, he's great. The uh, loved they, they like him. him because he's really freaking good at it. And he's... <laughs> he's the movie. The, I thought it was a weird choice too. Yeah, I, but the he, guy can just flat out perform it. He he's can do really it. freaking good. And I will yeah. say that the movies have gone from somewhat shticky, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Roger Moore and those that sort of era, mm -hmm. to now it's really just serious action flick. It's like almost like a Mission Impossible yeah. or uh, you yeah. know, like it's that type of movie now. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I, I, he does a good job in that. They're role. a little darker and a little yeah. deeper than they once were. Yeah, you know, I, it's, they're good. Yeah. Anne Hathaway in The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, fans were skeptic that the uh, skeptical, the squeaky clean Anne Hathaway was cast as Catwoman. Uh, and it only got worse when the first picture of her in a costume leaked. The word underwhelming was used. Um, I don't remember her very well in that. I also don't remember that movie either. I don't, I don't think I saw that one either. Yeah, I saw it, but I just uh, the Batman movies just don't really move me that much. But hmm. uh, Vivian Lee in Gone with the Wind? That's amazing. People were upset about her being cast in that because she was, uh, you know, that's classic. That's eh, classic yeah. stuff. But, you yeah, know, all, the, all these seem to work out okay. Except for, I don't know if Anne Hathaway, did people love her in that? 
I don't remember it well enough. That, yeah, she's so, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean Anne Hathaway, she's, right? you know, she's not unattractive. No, she's not. No. That's, no. That was a weird way of... <laughs> Did you have, like, a peeping Tom I'm not thing sure that was Why the question, you? but okay. Thank you, Jeffy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, more patents, too, coming up. Wasn't Halle Berry the Catwoman in one of those? Uh, yes, seems like it. that was with uh, uh, Arnold in that one too. Schwarzenegger. Yes, the free Mr. Freeze. Oh, Mr. Freeze, I'll be back as Mr. Freeze. With uh, talking uh, like this. Who was Batman? The Val Kilmer? No. Uh, I want you to think about this for a moment. Michael Keaton does two Batman movies in the 90s mm-hmm. uh, that do very well uh, financially. Yeah. Uh, he's offered the third one. He says no. Um, Michael it, Keaton, by the way, was a weird choice for Batman, I thought. And, but I loved him in it. Right. He was great. Um, so he says no to the third Batman. Val Kilmer does one, and then uh, what's George, his face? Clooney, George does Clooney does one. Does one and then, uh, and, uh, but both of the movies are very... What's-his-face is brought in. Dark guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm Batman. Yeah, yeah. But th- that's, it's a different series. That's a different Christian series. Bale. Christian Bale. Batman. So, uh, so it comes in, and so he does the first two, and lets two go to somebody else. They're critically panned. They make some money, but it's, they're kind of disastrous, and, and then the series goes yeah, away. Yeah, you're talking about the ones with... Arnold Schwarzenegger yep. as Mr. Freeze. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They had Jack Nicholson as the Joker, right? Right. Wasn't so, it the same? Yes. Yeah. So then he, t- so because of this artistic decision, he decides to not make these movies. He doesn't want to be mm-hmm. associated anymore. So two movies go by. He doesn't collect $20 million a movie that he probably would have made. However, then later on in his life, he does get Birdman, which goes on to get him an Oscar nomination uh, and kind of, I don't know, maybe cements his, his chops as a critically respected actor after mm-hmm. all these years. Mm-hmm. So did he make the right decision or the wrong decision? I say wrong. I think you should have done them. Take the 40 mil. Take it. Take it. Pocket it. Take it. Don't run. worry about what people think about yeah. you. Yeah. And then there are hits, <laughs> and you get more movies after that. I, I don't know whose decision it was, whether it was his or studios. Nobody wanted him after his. that. No, I think it was his. It he, was his yeah. not to do more It was more his movies not to do it. He was like, I don't, want to be, I don't want to do any more of these. I don't want this to be my whole life. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if, if he and that was, went into a self-imposed state, state of inactivity there Yeah, I think he while. wanted, I, I think he didn't want to be this commercial, you yeah. know, generic commercial guy that made big blockbuster movies but wasn't a good actor. He wanted to be known as a good actor. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the story of Birdman, where mm-hmm. she said, you know what, I, he left the superhero character behind and now he's trying to do something. Uh, his career's kind of fallen apart. Because I think that's what happened after that. Mm-hmm. Is he, you know, he made a couple of other movies and he made some stuff that might have been good but nobody saw it. Um, so what happens? You get to the end of your career, and maybe he does have a higher level of cre- uh, artistic integrity now. But what he doesn't have Lower is level of forty cash. million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. I like there's at some point you're selling your artistic integrity. Jeff, he sells it every day. If uh, he had any. If he had integrity of yeah. any kind. He but he sell. doesn't. So. so. You're supposed that. to have it. Yeah. yeah. Is that you, I mean, here? doesn't hurt. You know what I mean? Really? Doesn't hurt. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if we have time for this last story here, actually. A list of uh, reasons uh, to be embedded into an insane asylum. We've been teasing this for a couple of days. Maybe we can look yeah, at some of this Yeah, let's just look anyway. and see. Here's the list. In the there 1800s, uh, this is what you get admitted for. Okay. Uh, things like intemperance and business trouble. <laughs> kicked <laughs> in the head into an insane asylum? For <laughs> kicked in the head by a horse? Hereditary okay. predisposition, ill treatment by husband, and you get put. Wait, you get treated badly, but that's a war on women. That's, I will give you. Yes, uh, yeah. that is a war on women. If you get put into a sane asylum because you're treated bad by your husband. Now, see, some of these you can't. Imaginary female trouble. Okay, 
I can see that. Hysteria, yeah, that's what you should be put into uh, an insane asylum for. Immoral life? You're in an insane asylum? Now you're in Hollywood. For sleeping around? <laughs> uh, jealousy and religion? Laziness? Marriage of son? Overstudy of religion? Actually, that one's come back in Missouri. I think they're... Uh, Look at uh, the... Uh, nymphomania. Uh, self-pleasure and syphilis. Yep, tobacco okay. and uh, also self-pleasure. Um, fever and loss of lawsuit. What does that even mean? Greediness. Asthma. Grief. Congestion of brain. What is that? Gunshot wounds? You get shot and you get put in an insane asylum? What?